What up? What up? How we doing, team? Welcome to the SPACs attack. My man is getting ready. You guys know I got the brains. We'll be right back. Welcome to the SPACs. Boom, boom. Attack, baby! How we doing, team? Welcome, welcome to the SPACs Attack. Just wanted to start the day. You know, one of the things is being mentioned, you know, hey, we got a little red day. Hey, that's what we're here for. Let's make everything better, right, Chris? That's what we're here. Let's let's turn that frown upside down. Let's get it rolling. That's let's right, get... of course. Yeah. At the end of the day, guys, you, you got to smash a like. You got to enjoy what we have at the end of the day. One of the things that we are going to be doing is whenever there's there's red times is what it means is this is time to do research guys as an investor this is the time when you can actually take a step back from the market and start looking at some stocks so that's exactly what we're going to do on today's show guys we're going to be going into some of the best stocks that are underneath that ten dollar price point i know chris has some that he's going to mention and has a lot of research so before then we'll get into our headlines but let me know in the chat if you guys enjoyed yesterday's interview of Betsy Cohen. I, I know Chris did. The, the legend or what? Yeah, what a great show. What great insight. You know, she is a legend, uh, a member of SPAC's Attack own Hall of Fame. You know, it, it was so cool to hear her thoughts on the overall market and then get the insight on some of those deals, you know, like eToro, Payoneer, uh, Paya and others, you know, and then she still has several SPACs out there. And, you know, I, I, I loved her comments of, you know, the fact that she's going to keep doing SPACs, right? She's not scared away by this because good management teams are going to find good deals and good target companies out there. So while the market may, you know, wash out some of the smaller players, guys, the management teams that have done these deals before, the SPAC market is a good way to bring some of these companies public. So I couldn't agree with her more. Our SPACs get in the spank. Yep, they get in a little spanky, spanky action. But guess what? They got a hard bottom, hard bottom. <laughs> and we ain't worried about it. We're going to see these SPACs come back sooner or later because at the end of the day, they are some good companies out there, some good ones available. I'm even going to be looking at some longer term ones and maybe, you know, jump in that IRA account. You know, one of the things that you can do is look for tax benefits when you're getting into stocks with that investment approach. And so that's one of the things that we can talk about. But before then, let's go ahead and let's get into the headlines. So like always, Chris, Take us back. All right, guys. So headlines today. Up first, we do have a merger vote date set. So ticker is ATAC. Setting that merger vote date for May 18th. We will add that to our calendar. This is one of the first announcements of a vote date since we got kind of the regulation pressure on warrants. So interesting to see that, you know, maybe we could start to see some new uh, deal announcements for those merger vote dates. Um, so keep an eye out on that. We have seen some positive action around some of these companies the week that they complete the merger process. Um, so this will be another one to watch, uh, ATAC. Uh, FTOC, which is bringing Payoneer public. Of course, we had Bessie Cohen on the show yesterday and got to ask her questions about this deal. So Payoneer announced a deal with eBay today, uh, the auction uh, giant company. So eBay is going to continue to manage payments in more countries with the support of Payoneer. Um, so Payoneer uh, will enable them in, in several countries. Um, this includes Greater China, effective uh, April. So last month already started, um, but they're going to expand to some other countries. So eBay sellers will benefit from faster access to funds, greater flexibility managing multi-currency payments, and expanding their reach to be able to list on multiple international eBay sites. So if you're an eBay seller, this is positive news. This is also positive news for Payoneer. 
Um, you know, they they announced that SPAC deal, and then they also announced forty four point four billion dollars in volume in fiscal twenty twenty, up fifty three percent. I think this eBay deal adds significantly to that. Um, so keep an eye out on this FTOC bringing Payoneer public. And then our other big news out there, we have Arrival, A-R-V-L, so Arrival, which of course we had on the show. They announced that they're teaming up with Uber on an electric ride-hailing vehicle. So this is scheduled for 2023 production and won't be exclusive to Uber. So the arrival car will be designed to be an affordable, purpose-built electric vehicle for the ride-hailing market. It will be designed in partnership with Uber drivers who will provide feedback um, and help with the design process to make sure it meets their needs. And then Arrival and Uber will explore a strategic relationship in key markets, including the United Kingdom and European Union. Uh, This will address the global need to shift uh, to ride hailing over 30 million estimated drivers across that sector. Um, so this joins Arrival's fleet now. They already have the electric bus and electric van, you know, in production. Now they're going to be able to also hit on the ride hailing market, um, you know, which is a big deal. So this got announced late last night. Shares were moving in after hours, and then they were up double digits today. I'm seeing about 3% um, up today. We'll get into that one when we dive into the watch list here, but pretty big news out there from Arrival. Then we have ITAC, which is bringing ARB public. So this is 40 imaging radar solutions. So they announced that their system will be available on the NVIDIA Drive platform so that imaging radar availability aims to accelerate autonomous vehicles. Um, So they want to work with OEMs and tier one suppliers on NVIDIA's autonomous platform. Um, This is a scalable software-defined end-to-end AI platform, you know, from the tech giant and ARB now becoming a partner with them. So they developed the world's first radar to separate, track, and identify objects in 2K. So this is a little bit different than LiDAR. This is another option for vehicles um, in the autonomous market. Curious to see you know, how ITAC reacts to this news. Um, you know, there, there are several auto companies that are not as big of fans uh, of LiDAR, including Tesla, and, and now NVIDIA providing a solution, um, you know, with the, the 4D imaging instead. So keep an eye out there. Then we have Playboy PLBY, one of the best performing SPACs of the year after that DSPAC process. They have the Nifty Gateway NFT launch today, so keep shares on watch. And yesterday we had MAAC. Shares ended the day up 1% on that deal announcement. And then VSPR, um, this is interesting. Shares are up, were up 6% yesterday to 1226 Recently completed that DSPAC process. Um, you know, so this is another one showing that there is some, uh, you know, signs of life the week of these mergers. So keep an eye out on VSPR. And then our rumor yesterday was that Bitcoin miner Iris is weighing a SPAC deal. This could be Australia's first SPAC listing. Rumor coming from Bloomberg. Um, we have noted several uh, SPACs that could be targeting crypto. Um, you know, GSAH, LFTR, uh, and others. Uh, this also could be a SPAC, though, involved with the Australian market. Um, so there are a couple out there. Um, but notable here, a Bitcoin miner. Bitcoin mining stocks, of course, have had quite the run with the uh, interest and valuation increase in crypto. So keep an eye out on this deal. And then we do have one new SPAC offering that just hit the wire not too long ago. So the ticker is VLATU, uh, trading as units. The units are for one common and a third of a warrant. Units opened at $10.10. This is a company targeting technology in the Latin American market. So keep an eye out on VLATU. Um, Again, we have not seen as many offerings of late, um, but a couple of them have traded above $10, those units. So, you know, that could be a good sign that there is some interest in, you know, investors or uh, institutional investors getting in on these units that also offer, um, you know, the the portion of a warrant here. 
Um, so that's what I've got for headlines. And then we do have, of course, the vote for EXPC set for tomorrow. And, and then a big earnings week that kind of kicks off tonight for these DSPAC companies. We have SKLZ Skills reporting after hours. Um, shares are up about 3% today. And then also MP Materials reporting on the 6th. And DraftKings and Nicola reporting on Friday the 7th. So exciting week ahead. Um, and maybe we can stop some of that red out there with some of these DSPACs showing, um, you know, that they do have growth ahead. So that's what I've got to start the show with today. All right, guys. So one of the things that I did see is mention of that VSPR. And one of the industries that I noted yesterday that I could see moving was the healthcare services. And so one of the things that you can clearly see here is VSPR still getting that ride. And that's one thing that you can start paying attention to. So where is that de-spacked and what industry is it in? How's that industry performing right now at this moment? If it's performing well, then maybe potentially you could get that de-spacked uh, stock to really start moving in that direction also. So just keeping that in mind. So how do you, a lot of people ask me, how do you find plays, Mitch? How do you look for these? How, how do you, how'd you even find this stock? You know, a lot of times what you need to do, guys, is look for industries and work backwards, not frontwards, like looking at a stock and trying to figure out why is it not going up? No, look at industries and try to find what industry you think is going to make that next boom. And then you can look at some plays in that industry, some leaders, some laggard. What are the SPACs in that industry? And that's how you really can develop a strategy out of this. Yeah, and Mitch, I'm seeing a, a laggard in that healthcare market today. Um, ticker BFly, Butterfly Network. Looks like down 9% today, and it looks like we're actually getting close to hitting a new low um, since that SPAC was completed. Um, I'm seeing about 13.06, and it looks like the low that we had um, was 12.86 um, since I, I, that deal I, went through. I have a little bit of a this is totally rumor thinking you're just trying to think outside of the box chris but do you think this could possibly have to do with the the bill gates divorce here you know i i you could be onto something cuz yeah because so I, they they own, they own shares right and it could be possibly yep. that because of the let's divorce let's look there let's look so deh is another one um vicarious oh down 0.2% and then there's another one, um, but that's an interesting point there, Mitch. Um, you know, I looked and I'm not seeing any big news on BFly. So to me, though, this is a you know one of my long-term picks, and I've been waiting to to get into this one. I'm going to be taking a look at this one, you know, especially if it dips below that thirteen dollars. Um, you know, I just I, I think this is a long-term winner. So in my IRA, I, I think I want some butterfly. Um, so to me, you know, today may be the day. Yeah. You know, that, that's how it is. You know, one of the things that you got to do is, is, is think outside of the box sometimes. You know, I think who knows, who knows, but we're, we're going to be able to find out a little bit later, but I think that I, I know that a lot of people were thinking that, that it was actually affecting the stock more than it, it was, but we'll see if this goes down. Um, one of the things that I'd state about uh, Butterfly is just that this is something that you need to see also. How's the adoption rate? How fast does it come? It is a, it is a, a great tool. That I have no doubts in, 100%. I think everybody could could say that. Now The, question, the question is always the adoption rate. And just the, the same thing I always say for that in kind of like the EV. I think it's all about adoption rate and how fast we get there. And that's what really shows up at the bottom line. And mentioned that Benzinga Pro right now, I am not seeing earnings date confirmed um, from Butterfly. So that would be another item to watch. It looks like unconfirmed for June. Um, mm -hmm. So Butterfly probably reporting here in late May or June. And that could give us some more color on those adoption rates, you know, that you're talking about. So you know, interesting one here. And Mitch, what about Arrival? You know, were you watching that at all this morning? That one took up, you know, double digits. And now here we are, you know, with the market dropping and also, you know, SPACs getting hit. I'm only seeing up 1% today now, you know, on that Uber news, you know, not only are they going to have electric buses and electric vans, but they're also launching a vehicle specifically made for the ride hailing market. I mean, I think that's pretty big news. 
Yeah, as we talked about this one, we wanted to see it get above 20. We talked about that level and we said let it get above 20 to really show that strength coming towards that resistance line. I think you're getting a little bit of pullback here, but this is definitely opportunity time for me. I, I, I'm going to be on, on a limb here, guys. This is my favorite, favorite EV stock of all the stocks that I could call out. And, and and you guys know I I I was a big workhorse fan, but I, I just I'm just blown away by the way this company run is run. I, I love the way that they're uh, tracking everything. Everything's about sustainability. Yet they're still pushing the limits right now. Um, the materials used being recyclable, the mi the micro factory approach. I, I mean, there's just so many things that I feel this company has going for them that. It's looking great. And, and now you're talking about bigger partnerships, Uber. Um, with that being said, you know, not exclusive. Who knows? Maybe Lyft steps in here or other uh, kind of ride sharing. Um, another thing that could happen is what if what if maybe like a, a company like Grubhub or 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 even um, wh what's that company in China? The I think it's called Grub. Uh, grab. Tickers, There's grab. grab there you go that's yep. the one who knows maybe you start seeing deals come out of that too so yeah. take a look at and seeing those partnerships because you that's know really going to drive this network interesting point mitch you know as you said that's a non-exclusive deal with uber and i like that right they're, they're using uber as a partner and to kind of help design the vehicles but they also don't have to just make the vehicles for uber there so to me, they kind of get the best of both worlds, right? They're going to be able yeah. to use one of the leaders to help develop the vehicles. Hey, what do you need for rideshare vehicles? Like what makes sense as far as capacity, the, the doors, you know, the room, the spacing, all that. But then they're going to be able to also, you know, offer those vehicles to, to other companies. So, you know, on the flip side, that doesn't mean that Uber has to use them. You know, but to me, I, I like the opportunity to be non-exclusive with, with Uber there. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing some people talk in the chat mention, you know, of course, the micro factors. Yeah, that's that's it really drives down to that. Um, you know, I love that because one of the things is it's always about getting kind of the, the transfer, you know, kind of this inflation look. You know, we want things to be right sent, uh, right there in your supply center and then you can be able to just ship it out as fast as you can get it to the market um, right here. Big question, Chris, and 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 we'll we'll put ourselves on the spot here, and this is these were both my long term picks. If you guys remember, my long term picks were NGA Arrival, it was RSI and Genie. So um, here I, I'm I'm looking. I would have to say first things first, guys. NGA also did get some recent support. Uh, was that the Canadian bus deal? Yep, Canadian bus deal. It looks like NGA dropping quite a bit today. Yeah, yeah, very similar charts I see here, guys. Yep. Honestly, I like them both in long term. Uh, but really, one of the things that I've talked about and, and Chris has talked about is how does the United States adopt to those buses? Do we do we make kind of a similar move that Canada made? And I think that's very important to watch out for um, to see if Biden could ever talk about that and expand on that because that could really, really cause NGA to really get a spike here. So I think that's what you got to keep your eyes on and, and see how that develops. But first things first, I think arrival in the long term over over NGA, but really it's not by much for me, guys. It's 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 by a hair and it's and it's really going to be really a race. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing people in the chat as well, Mitch, you know, mentioning ACTC with Proterra. Um, you know, of course, Joe Biden did a virtual tour of Proterra's electric bus facility. And people also, also mentioning, you know, the Buy American. Where does Lion Electric sit on the Buy American? Because they're kind of on the line because they are a Canadian company, but they have factories and operations in the U.S., how could that play into, you know, a possible buy American, you know, war here? Whereas Proterra, can they maybe land, you know, more of those buses? Same with Arrival, right? Arrival being a UK company. So these, these companies, even with their great technology, will they kind of get left out if we really go to a buy American mentality? Yeah, you know, that's that's one of it's a great mention, you know. Um it's something to definitely keep in mind, but one of the things that I always say guys is that the best technology always wins and if the best technology is in Arrival or in, in NGA, I think they'll still outdo 
the other ones. And, and, and the reason why is that at the end of the day, one of the things that also comes forefront is safety. Safety is going to be very important into these vehicles. And, and so one of the things that we'll see is how does that affect? And also one thing that you're mentioning that I, I got to keep an eye out for is pricing because tax credits can also change this up. Like, you know, if, if you can't get the tax credits for these companies, like what you just mentioned could really change up the story. Stories always change guys. And that's what we always talk about here um, is that story is everything guys. And right now the story is looking good for arrival NGA also looking good, but the price is not matching the story. And I always talk about how there's three variables all the time, stories, fundamentals, and technicals. I think that these two picks NGA and arrival have two of those going good for them right now. Fundamentals and the story. Now, the, the one thing that you're not seeing is the technicals. So, hey, what do we got to do? We got to wait for the timing aspect of the trade. Yeah, All right, guys. Sure. Lots of great comments Brad, in the chat, guys. Brad's Keep asking, Brad's asking, when's the NGA merger? When's the NGA merger? When, do, do we know the quarter it's supposed to complete? Is it is it this quarter? So NGA is supposed to be completed anytime. I'm not seeing a date yet. Um, so, you know, interesting to note that, yeah, they have not come out and announced that that deal has been completed. It will change over to LEV as the new ticker if it's approved. Um, I don't anticipate this one having problems get through. Um, but not sure on the delay here. Remember, we do have the overhang of these companies, you know, having to reclassify the warrants. So to me, because they announced this merger vote date before the, the warrant talk started, they may have to refile some of their paperwork um, to show that. And I don't know if that's going to delay the vote more or not. But to me, you know, and I do own shares of NGA, make sure you voted. Um, I, I think it goes through. All right, guys. So another one being mentioned before we get to Chris's picks here, let's go ahead and just get into really quickly SFTW. Um, and just that with that being mentioned, you know, we've been seeing a bunch of these kind of space uh, stocks pull back. One thing I would mention, and everyone knows that I'm a big, big Max R fan. So with Max R, one of the things that I'd say is that I'm waiting for Max R to really get a lift. And then I think we might see a lift come back in the space industry. But if we see today, guys, Maxar really got hurt on those quarter earnings. So right now, I do not think it's time to be loading the boat in space SPACs. Why? Because if the leader is getting that drill down, and then we, we can look at another major leader, uh, D-SPAC here, uh, SPCE, this one, I think, can even get drilled down even further down now because of Max R. You know, if Max R would have had a great report, I would have said maybe, maybe you see SPCE come popping back up. But I think you know this also has a downward look that can come down towards the sixteen dollars support or maybe even down towards fifteen. So you definitely got to be careful there. SFTW, it hasn't been moved much, um, but I think it could break even nine nineties. Maybe could even go towards 980s, 960s. And that's when I'd get really excited, somewhere near near that 960 area. But I think you got to be careful with this one. Even though it's my favorite one of all the SPACs, at least for space, I, I would definitely even – a bull on the stock is, is saying, hold on, hold, hold your horses right now. Let, let's wait a little bit. Let's see some trend. Let's let the space industry really come back. And the SRAC down, it looks like Car 7% seven today. On. Carl, 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 uh, I love you, dude. I love you. But Bowen is not the leader leader here in space. <laughs> yeah, HOL down, SRAC down. Um, you know, GNPK actually holding up decently, only down 0.2%. But that one's at 10.05. That's the one that I really like because it's kind of a, a space infrastructure ETF in itself. Um, VACQ with Rocket Lab also down 2%. So, you know, uh, aside from the, the chart, the, the story for SFTW is they do have a couple more satellites uh, going up it, it this month aboard a rocket lab uh, flight. So keep an eye out on SFTW, you know, with that news. Well, I keep forgetting the ticker. What was the MPA, MPA switchover ticker? ASTS. Yes, there you go. I don't know why I kept, I kept putting a C in there. Whoa. All right. It looks like it's, it's taking a hit. It's taking a hit, you know? 
738. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's the space industry, guys. Space industry taking a hit. And and why? Because space industry is definitely, definitely a growth focused sector. I mean, when you think about it, this is this is probably as growth as it gets, you know. And so that's what I definitely be careful, guys. Just be careful on that. Um, that that's just what's gonna happen. For right now, we gotta wait for this to bottom out, bottom out, wait for the leader, the leader. I'm telling you guys, Max R. When you see that stock start pumping and start pushing back up, that's what I would get me really excited. Um, it's interesting before I before I move on, Chris. Uh I think you're you're seeing some of these sports. SPAC still hold on, which is surprising to me. Uh, Bullhorn is still holding on. AKIC is, is, is you know still training units, but still holding on too. Um, so keep your eyes on those. Maybe those are potential. Uh, they're looking at acquisitions right now, and that's why it's holding on for a little bit. Yeah, you know, and as I said, that that Endeavor uh, IPO this week, UFC, you know, really performed well and had strong demand. So to me, these the sports SPACs, if they can land, you know, a, a sports team, I think they trade better once those deals are announced. So keep an eye out on all those. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's get into here our top SPACs here. Um, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do is talk a little bit about some SPACs that are under that $10 and we can start approaching them, put them in the piggy bank like you see them right back there. And then like always guys with the piggy bank, you can't break it just yet. You got to wait till the piggy bank gets filled. Right. And so let's go ahead, Chris, what do you got for us? Let us know. And, and I'll go ahead and I'll pull those charts. Yeah. You know, so, and of course there are a lot of SPACs under $10 right now. You know, anyone watching this show, or following the market, you know, knows that that's a common theme right now. But remember around that $10 mark, you do have some, uh, you, you know, some uh, lower risk, right? With the, the floor price of being able to trade in at net asset value. So that's the amount we really wanna tackle here. So we're gonna talk about 10 SPACs trading under $10 that have not announced deals. Um, one of these still trades as units, the rest are all common shares. Um, I have talked about several of these before, but want to highlight them again, because I think this is a good place, you know, to park some cash and, and you know, wait for the deal announcement. So up first, we have uh, Puck, P-U-C-K, Goal Acquisitions Corp. Uh, I do own shares of this one. Shares are trading at 967. They're targeting sports teams or media. They have Harvey Schiller, the former executive director of the U.S. Olympic Committee, he also worked for the Yankees. We have John Miller who worked for AOL and AMC Networks. And, and then we also have David Falk, um, who was a longtime agent of over 70 athletes, mostly in the NBA, including Michael Jordan. So this SPAC actually has direct ties um, you know, to Michael Jordan. I, I could see them you know, maybe getting into a company that Jordan has invested in with that strong relationship. And then units of this actually trade at 1018, and those units include a full warrant. So if you're willing to pay a little bit more than the $10, um, you can actually get a common share and a warrant for 1018 as of this morning. Um, again, this is one that I own, and I think they get a, a sports team or you know a sports media brand that they can grow. We have Bright Lights, BLTS, um, shares at 971. They're targeting the consumer products, media, entertainment, and sports sectors. We, we've seen media, you know, really shine with, you know, the play on streaming. And, and this is a company that has leaders that have worked with, you know, Dick Clark Productions, MGM, TV Guide Network, News Corporation, and Walt Disney, also Six Flags. And, and then also they helped sell Aviation Gin from Ryan Reynolds to Diageo and founded Mosaic Media Group, which works with Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, and Green Day. Um, so there is some possibility of whatever company they acquire being able to bring in some of that media talent, um, you know, to help grow the brand. And, you know, I, I think that could be a catalyst to watch. Um, this one, you know, if, if you look at that chart, you know, it has dipped below this level a couple times. But to me, you know, at, at the 970 mark, I, I like this one. Um, it's been a favorite of mine for a while. I really like the team and I think they get, you know, a, a good media asset here. We have VOSO, uh, Virtuoso Acquisition. 
another one targeting media, $9.70. But along with media, they're targeting digital marketing, digital platforms, subscription, and ad tech, right? So one of the stories that Mitch has been talking about is that advertising, programmatic advertising, uh, appealing directly to consumers. I, I think this could be a play on that. They could go after, you know, one of the smaller private companies in that market. They do have the former CEO of Vonage, so some experience in the communications market as well. So keep an eye out on this one. It's not as well known out there. Uh, Virtuoso, V-O-S-O. Then we have Class, C-L-A-S, Class Acquisition, trading at 968. They're targeting education technology, um, which remember Coursera went public this year. So Coursera had their IPO, uh, ticker C-O-U-R. Shares are trading at 45. Um, that's above you know, their IPO level. And the, the head of this SPAC, Michael Moe, he was the CEO of GS Ventures, which actually was one of the largest investors in Coursera prior to that IPO. He was also an early investor in Palantir, um, you know, in other companies. And GSB has investments in several ed tech companies. You know, I, I could see this, you know, with the shift to online post-pandemic, you know, education technology being a growth market, you know, with colleges, high schools, you don't have to do everything in person anymore. Um, you know, so look for uh, this back here to see what they land. Then we have ISOS, ISIS Acquisition Corp, $9.82, another one targeting digital media, also entertainment listed. Um, this is the co-president and director of World Wrestling Entertainment uh, and another uh, director from World Wrestling Entertainment attached to the SPAC. And then also Jacqueline Hernandez, she's the former chief operating officer uh, of Telemundo, um, you know, so in that market, you know, growing the media assets. Um, this is one that I, I like, and, you know, I recently took a good look at it. Um, you know, I, again, that digital media uh, market, I think, is uh, ripe for growth. We have ISLE, I-S-L-E, uh, Isleworth Healthcare Acquisition. You heard Mitch talk about healthcare. Um, you know, so they are targeting biopharma, medtech, healthcare innovation in North America, Europe, and Asia, trading at 978. Um, interesting to note that one of the directors of this SPAC is Alan Weiss. He was the president of Disney's Walt Disney Parks and Resorts from 1994 to 2011, which Weiss's name probably doesn't jump off the page in the healthcare field. Um, but to me, I, you know, I think he's someone who knows how to scale a business, right? We've seen Disney parks, um, you know, really uh, take off and be one of their huge growth drivers. And he's brought a board of experienced people, uh, including Michelle McKenna, who uh, has experience with mergers and acquisitions. And she also worked with the NFL on COVID-19 contract tracing, um, which, you know, is definitely an item to watch given the pandemic for these sports leagues. So to me, I, I like this one. Then we have ACAH, uh, Atlantic Coastal Acquisition, targeting next uh, generation mobility. Uh, this is a $345 million SPAC trading at 978 Management team doesn't jump off the page on this one, but to me that next gen mobility really jumps off because you know we talk 5G, we talk what's next for uh, mobility, and, and to me I want to see some of these you know high growth private companies hit the public market, and I'm liking ACAH here, uh, <clears throat> you know given that target market, and then still in units we have AFAQU. This is AF Acquisition Corp. Uh, units trading at 995 that includes one third of a warrant. This is a company targeting food and beverage, health and wellness, uh, beauty, personal care, and pet care. Um, Jordan Gasper, she's a managing partner at AF Ventures. She sits on boards of several better for you consumer products companies, including Alpha Foods, Clio, Four Sigmatic, Kid Fresh, Lola, Proud Source Water, and Gainful. Uh, a couple executives here have ties to Jamba Juice and the Love Sack. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing Impossible Foods explore a possible traditional IPO or SPAC. I, I, you know, we've seen Beyond Meat. We've seen some of these, you know, uh, better for you uh, food companies 
go public. And I'm liking, you know, getting some plays here because I think we see more of that. And I do think it's a growing segment and also acquisition targets down the road for some of these large, um, you know, food giants. So keep an eye out. AFAQU, uh, again, 995, you get a unit, which is a common share and a third of a warrant. Then we have GPAC, Global Partner Acquisition 2, trading at 990. Now, this is the second SPAC from the group that did purple ticker PRPL trading at $33. They're targeting consumer food and branded products, e-commerce and retail disruptors, um, $300 million. Um, again, you know, uh, experience with getting the purple deal done. And again, I really like those markets, the consumer, the food, um, e-commerce, maybe an omni-channel play here. Um, so keep an eye out on that one. And then we have AMPI Advanced Merger Partners trading at 976. Um, this has Alejandro Santo Domingo, who's an executive with Anheuser Busch. Um, you know, so keep an eye out on this one. That that's my 10 under 10. Um, and then also want to shout out: we talked options recently, right? So there are several trading under $10 that have not announced deals that also have options available. Um, so that list, uh, I think we can put up on the screen here. Um, yeah, down at the bottom there. So ALTU, BTAQ, BWAC, CCAC, CCB, CONX, FPAC, IGAC, LFTR, PIPP, RBAC, and XPOA. I do own shares of several of these. I did recently buy options of IGAC. Uh, again, a good way to play some of these pre-deal announcement is to buy the $10 calls. Um, and then, you know, when the deal is announced, those, those options normally pop. And the downside risk here is if a deal is not announced by the option expiration time, you can redeem your option, get those common shares. You can either sell the common shares or hold on to them. And you do have the option to always trade them back in at net asset value. So it's really a lower risk way um, of playing these versus warrants, where warrants, you know, only become redeemable at that $11.50 mark. Um, options give you a little bit more flexibility if you play the $10 line. So that's what I've got, Mitch, um, you know, 10 under 10. And then again, guys, uh, another way to play with these SPAC options. Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the things that we're going to start paying attention to more is those SPACs options. But definitely one one of the two that I'd mentioned, guys, is, of course, I mentioned uh, DMYQ. Uh, that's definitely one of my long-term plays underneath this $10 price point. I do like this one long-term, guys. I, you know, I, at the end of the day, I think it, the technology is definitely there for disruptive innovation. So definitely pay attention to that one. And then PIPP. Uh, doesn't have anything there yet, but I think this is definitely one to have in the belt. Um, I think that when this one gets announced, it's going to be big. So uh, that's PIPP. Those are my two plays there that I, I definitely would stay with um, as they're underneath that. Um, one to keep an eye out, um, and I want it to go down towards closer towards six or five, is Mile. Um, I do like this one, guys, but I think it needed to get back down towards that low, closer towards six. Um, then the seven low here, but this one is a de-spacked one, uh, Metro Mile. I'm looking for it to come back down towards these seven or six dollars, and that's would definitely get a valuation approval for me. As what would be nice there, guys, is the revenue multiple. So once it starts getting down towards that low value, it, it becomes actually no longer to me no longer a growth play, but a value play, and so that's why I'm going to be watching that one. Yeah, and Miles, another one where they don't have an earnings date yet. Um, you know, it looks like maybe June. Uh, that's another one, Mitch, where I'm curious to see, you know, the, those numbers, right? Because as we heard from Betsy yesterday, you know, the paper mile, I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. You know, with people working from home, traveling less, you know, with the commute, I, I think there's room for disruption there. And I really want to see what their numbers show you know, from the last quarter, because they were probably able to sign up a decent amount of people, you know, in those states. And then also they'll be able to announce, you know, new states that they're in 
um, and new markets? And maybe also, you know, when will they expand outside of auto and maybe do some uh, different insurance offerings? So really interested to hear, you know, when Mile reports those uh, earnings. Yeah, I'm going to stick with those. You know, one of the things that I'd say about Mile is that if you look at the other insurance is they actually copying their strategy now. There's a reason why they're copying their strategy, right? I mean, if they're copying, it's because they realize that, hey, my market share is going to take in right underneath my feet. And if I don't adapt, guess what? Mile is going to take it all. And so th- what you're seeing is these other insurances adapt. But I think, you know, one of the things that you'll see in advantages is, is that Miles is going to really focus on how they can keep bringing down their expenses down, 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 so they can focus on the margin and then really get a more profitable company. As you see in their recent quarter four update, they talked about what were the important key facts. It was five facts in each one talking about lowering costs. So that's what you got to pay attention to in Mile, guys, is how they can continue to bring the cost down. If they can continue bringing that cost down, they can go ahead and continue on advertising, pushing to get the customer so that they can grab that market share and then take it right underneath one of these big ones that spend, I don't even want to go into what, let's say like a state farm or an all state spends on advertising. It's massive, guys. It's massive. And so um, I, I think, you know, you could see um, one of the things that uh, the new generation loves to do. It's find the next the next company, not necessarily always, oh, I just got to go into the the brick and mortar store and, and do it the old fashioned way. We, we don't like old fashioned anymore, guys. We like that new style, that new approach. I think Miles is something to definitely take a look at. It's so it's so such a change, guys. That I'm gonna I I, I can I can be honest, guys. I have Geico, and I'm gonna call Mile to see if they can save me money because if they're gonna save me money, you guys know they, there's a reason why they call me Money Mitch. So Beachbody, we were talking about it yesterday. I'm not going to lie. Everyone was loving it. Um, Even my fiance showed me a picture of Will Smith. Man, did you see, have you seen Will Smith lately, Chris? I don't think I've seen him recently. Is is he doing Beachbody? No, my man does not have no Beachbody right now. My man is not ready for Miami. My man got a gut. Maybe maybe he's like a jacket out. Maybe he's got a movie role that he needed to uh, get in unshaped for. Maybe that's maybe that's what happened. He said it. He said it. The pandemic, the pandemic gut, man. I think it's it's something that we're definitely going to see. People want to go ahead and burn through. So, uh, hey, we'll see how that kind of moves. But uh, that's that's another one to take a look at for the long term. I mean, this is underneath ten, right? Look, yeah, FR, FRX, I think, is oh, right around. Is it oh, hold right on, at hold 10? on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, I got to wait another second. It was at $9.99, so I could bring it up. But all right, $10, $10 right here. FRX, this is one to definitely keep an eye out. I, I think long term, Shaq knows what he's doing. I know as much as people want to hate on Shaq, the, the, guy, the guy changed his game. The, the guy's no longer just a Hall of Famer basketball player. The guy's a Hall of Fame business uh, owner and, and and that's what one thing most people just don't understand about Shaq. Yeah, if I'm FRX, here here's the ultimate Mitch. What do you think of this? So so FRX was a SPAC that had Shaquille O'Neal attached to it, and then there's a beverage brand that's owned by the acquiring or the company they're acquiring that was uh, started with LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So if I'm Beachbody, if I'm MyX Fitness, if I'm this new company, I go after those three people that you have ties to and get them to launch a new product, launch a new line or be the face, you know, of your new company. So Beachbody, obviously, you know, they've got their trainers, but, you know, get out there with some of those celebrities, build that brand awareness right now. You know, you don't see a ton of companies that all can say, hey, We've worked with Shaquille O'Neal. We've worked with LeBron James. We've worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, get it, get it going. I, I think that's uh, growth there. I'd have to agree with SNR here. Every time that someone wants to hate on Shaq, they always or sh- hate on Spacks. They always mention Shaq. I think it's because it rhymes a little bit. You know, Shaq. Shaq, Spack, Spack. Shaq. It's easy to it's easy to say. It, it I rolls mean, off the tongue. That, it rolls off was, the tongue. You know? That was my article. Was it was the Shaq Spack? But again, it's it's the Shaq Spack with three former Disney executives is what the article said. But Shaq Spack, it rhymes. It, it's easy. 
But yeah, Kevin Meyer and those other Disney executives know what they're doing, um, you know, with FRX. And then we also have FRX B, their second SPAC, you know, with the same management team. Guys, I see lots of great comments in the chat. I saw Chris, you know, also mentioning there's several, there's lots of SPACs out there, you know, under $10. Guys, you're right. I had a hard time picking 10 today. I really tried to pick the, the lowest price 10 or ones that maybe I haven't brought up before, you know, so like Puck um, and Bright Lights I have brought up before, but they're trading, you know, at 970. That's that's pretty low, um, you know, even for SPACs right now that have not completed deals or announced. Uh, again, once that de-SPACing goes through, the, the floor goes away. You know, you saw it with Mile. You've seen it with Clover. You've seen it with, you, you know, a lot of these other players. They're, they're below $10. But until a deal is announced and that process goes through, you're, you're, you can stay around that mark because you have some safety there. All right, guys. So one of the things I wanted to point out is a lot of people are wondering, why are SPACs going down right now? Why is the market going down? The real reason, if we look at the overall market, guys, so one of the things that I, I try to do, and I, I do this a lot, um, on on money Mitch is is look at the overall market right and so I've been talking about how we've been trying to break out through this 420 multiple times multiple times and I said can we get the lift can we get the lift I thought with the great earnings reports that we were getting in the early week and last week that we were going to get that lift and you saw the QQQs they definitely did spike because of all that all that kind of good earnings but it, it really didn't show up here on the spy and it really didn't rip out here on the spy so once again we're back in this trend channel and i'm expecting us to come down and and, and this is where it starts look, not looking good guys we could be coming down all the way down towards this kind of blue line and so kind of more of a look towards let's say 404 or 400s i, I definitely don't want to see the spy drop down that far down but this is when you got to be careful, guys. This is when growth definitely gets in question. And so this is when you got to go hold on, hold on. Wait till you get the spy to come start looking back like this was looking where we were getting, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days in a row in green, in Greenland. That's what we need to see again. And that's when SPACs were starting to look good again, right? And so now that we had this moment of consolidation at the top of the trend, now we're starting to actually pull back towards the support. Let's see if we can catch support and get back up there. Because if we break this trend, then it's not going to be looking good on the downside for a downside move here. So I just wanted to talk about the overall market there because it is important. I know some people say that, oh, but it's SPACs. So you don't have to worry about what, what, what the overall market is doing. No, I think that's completely the opposite. A lot of the times you do got to stay with the overall market. It's going to help you because especially if you're a trader. I mean, if you're just an investor and you're just here to sit for like 10 years, I mean, that you know, to sit back, relax and wait. But for a lot of people that are trying to trade these SPACs, get in for the swing trade, that's where you really get caught is when the whole overall market just pulls back on you and you're like, but, but, but the setup was there, but the, the market wasn't. Yeah, and I mean, we, we're going to have to pay attention to some of these earnings reports this week. You, you know, as Mitch said, you know, Apple, Amazon, some of these big giants reported and, you know, it didn't do their shares a, a ton of positivity out there because, you know, growth has gone away a little bit. But with the SPACs are a little different and some of these D-SPACs, you know, we, we need to see the revenue. We need to see the forecast. So, you know, skills, which has been the target of, you know, short reports, over actually how they, you know, identify their revenue and acquisition cost. They report tonight. That one could, you know, it could swing, you know, either way, depending on what they have to say and how they respond to some of those allegations. Uh, DraftKings is one I'm watching this week. And Mitch, on that chart for DraftKings, it actually looks to me like they are about to hit a three-month low um, on their shares today, and they report in two days. And their report is going to be for, you know, March, March Madness, right? When we saw some record numbers. So, you know, how will the market react, though, if they turn in a, a stellar quarter? You know, is it going to matter what kind of earnings they had, what kind of profitability they had, what kind of revenue they had, or what kind of user growth they have? So to me, that's interesting. But I'm definitely watching DraftKings and, uh, you know, MP Materials this week. Um, you know, another one of my long-term favorites. So what do you, what do you think, Mitch DraftKings? Guys, guys, I, uh, you guys can make fun of me. My drawing skills definitely, definitely make fun of them, but this does not look good. Uh, the reason why it does not look good is that that looks like a head and shoulders pattern to me. 
um, with the peaks on uh, on the shoulders here and a kind of head look. This is a is it, this is a bearish look, guys. It could crack the support underneath it and head down towards the next support. Next support would be all the way down towards kind of this area here, which is the 48, 47 look. Um, let's see if we get down towards that level. Um, one of the things that we definitely would need to see is a good earnings report to smack it right back to 60. Then it could look like, okay, we, we just got a third bottom, a fake wick out here, um, close towards that 52. I was I was looking at this industry and I actually like the, the, the overall industry, but that turn around there isn't the best look there. And it really happened when we started cracking kind of this trend line. Uh, let me see if I can draw this for you. And so one of the things that we want to look to see is if we can get back above this because it was kind of on this sideways trend, sideways trend. And I've always talked about it with DKNG. As long as we can continue in this upward trend, then we're looking good. But now we're starting to test these bottom lines where we've tested before. And if we continue to break here and get a big volume pushed down, it could start cracking some levels. Um, I was looking at Penn. As, as the leader in this industry. And, and I was looking to see if it could come back towards 100, but it's not looking good. I, I wanted this one to get back up here towards 95 and 100 look, but it's looking like we could test that back down towards the support, which would be kind of towards this 80 look on pen. So definitely look out as we've also seen RSI look like it's coming down. Yeah, a I was going to say RSI, it looks like it's a, it hit a new low today since uh, the D SPAC. So yep. same, same thing. Um, another low over the three months uh you know i, I really want to hear DraftKings report right because that's a pure play on online pens a little bit more tied to the regional side of things and the physical casinos so they've been you know an online sports betting play a reopening play you know kind of both um whereas DraftKings, you know it's 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 online or, or bust right that that's their business so um really want to hear what they have to say this week yeah, definitely. I would have to agree with uh, some of the chat talk. Um, we're talking in there uh, in the chat about uh, kind of some of the SPACs that uh, Carl mentioned. There's some SPACs that are, I think will take that three to five years to really show up and, and really take over. And, and, and we have to really be kind of thinking about what these, some of these SPACs are. You know, um, Some of these ideas are really prototypes and pre-revenues. And, and those are not the same as a company that's been around for, let's say, five or 10 years and is now going public. Um, I think this is, this is the important thing. Always, always, guys, different baskets of specs. It's not always putting it in the same basket. I think I, I'm, I'm happy that early on I was talking about that. I was talking about how you had to put them in different baskets and different baskets reacted differently. You know, um, let, let's say whenever finally, 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 PSTH finally announces, um, that's going to be a part of the hype basket. Regardless of whatever company they get, it's going to be a hype stock, a hype spec. And so those are in different baskets. And let's say something like an RSI um, or even let's say um, we, were, we, we recently did lottery.com. Um, we did recently, we just talked about it, Mile. Companies like this that actually have revenue, you just need to look and kind of see when is it really going to start taking off and, and getting that, that real push. Yeah, and lots of mentions of some of these other tickers down today. Um, you know, some big movements across the board. Um, you know, interesting. And you know, yeah, you have to look for some of the some of the leaders here, some of the companies with real revenue, or kind of you know anticipate what's your trade. Are you playing these for the long term, or are you playing them for the short short term? Um, you know, muds. Yeah, muds dipping uh, today as well. Um, remember though, that one ran up, right? It didn't get a ton of love its first day you know we called it out around 11 something on day one and since then you know it went all the way up to you know almost 18 but to me it did get a little hot right it's it's got the nft name and it's got the nft play you know with the tops mlb cards but to me you know that's not the whole story for tops um, so maybe, you know, it ran up too much just based off the NFT news and maybe in sympathy to Playboy, right? Because Playboy had that tremendous run up too, you know, as an NFT play. So 
you know, Tops could be an interesting one to watch when they report revenue, right? How much revenue are they actually getting, you know, from their NFTs versus from their, you know, physical cards and their, their other lines of business. So, you know, keep an eye out on that. And, you know, Mitch, with, with that being said, speaking of Tops, we I do have some Tops MLB packs still to open. Uh, what do you guys think? Should, should we open those up this week on the show? We, we don't currently have a guest scheduled for today or tomorrow or, t- or for tomorrow or Thursday. Um, if you guys want to see me open some uh, Tops NFT packs, go ahead and press one in the chat um, and maybe we'll uh, do another show talking uh, Tops. Yeah, guys, let us know. Let us know what you want to go ahead and see. One thing that I will mention, guys, and I'll put it out there for my NFT fans and my Mud and Tops fans, is Chris and I are definitely going to be watching today as the 5 p.m. rolls by. Guys, pay attention, guys. There's been a lot of talks of this craft procedure, this burn process. Maybe, maybe there's money there, guys. We've talked about this, so definitely if you like Tops, you like some NFTs, definitely stick with this. Countdowns on, guys. I'm Three seeing hours. lots. Three I'm seeing hours. lots. Lots of ones, Mitch. So it looks like uh, looks like I'll be opening up those packs uh, that I can't believe I've held on to this long. It, as a kid, I would have never sat on unopened packs. I gotta say that I used to open them, you know, in the car on the way home from the store. So or in the store. But, but there's some ones. There's some on ones. Them, I can't believe I'm doing this. So lots of ones. Guys, please smash the like. There's a lot of you guys in here and, you know, our like count is lower than it's normally. I know we didn't have an interview today, but we tried to bring you, you know, the the trade ideas, right? I gave you 10 SPACs under $10. Mitch gave you a couple. We we talked options, right? The, the SPAC options trade, I still think is another way, you know, to play some of these pre-deal announcements in some of your bigger SPACs. Remember, there's not options for every SPAC out there. The, the options are normally created for the SPACs that have the, the highest volume and, you know, the, the most interest. So, you know, that's why, you know, RBAC and IGAC have options and some of these smaller players don't. So, you, you know, I definitely think it's the companies that can land some of these bigger deals. No, unfortunately, <laughs> you do not get your pack of bubble gum in the mail. The I've digi- been waiting for digital it. Digital bubble gum. I've been waiting for it, but unfortunately, it has not shown up. It has not showed up. Please let me know if you have my pack of bubblegum because I I would love it. Love it. Love it. Great draft for the Finns. I love it. Born born free, just jumping off of there, jumping off the rails. Guess what, guys? Check out, check out, as you see Chris wearing right now, the SPACs Attack gear. If you guys want to go ahead and get this SPACs Attack shirt, you guys can just scroll right back down on the Teespring store. You guys will see that. And, and man, I, I, I got to say, guys, one of the things that I'm super excited to do is keep moving on and getting bigger and bigger names. You know, one of the things that Chris and I are going to do, we're going to reach out back to some of our biggest and best interviews. I know that a lot of people are mentioning here in the chat, XL, one that I mentioned is Zotan. I literally mentioned it this morning, Fishbox, I got you. Uh, I I said, we need to bring him back. We need to bring him back. I need to reach out to uh, Romeo. We need to get MP. We've done some some spectacular interviews guys and we did them early if you really look and you look at this back industry one thing you will definitely see overall is that we were first and we wanted to get the investor the knowledge first and then that's when you started seeing this um let's just say uh uh, SOL, CNBC, and 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 some other names really bringing up SPACs, and 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 they got to the interviews late, guys, and so that's what you guys want to do. You want to stick with the SPACs attack. We'll always and always try to get you guys the information first, and I think that's very important. What separates Chris and I, and why we also do these kind of shows where we're a little bit forward looking. I mean, if you would have been watching our show back in December. Um, we had a, a massive, massive 10x potential picks. I mean, when you, when you think about it, you know, I, I was on top of CCIV. Chris has been on top of so many that were early on, like uh, RSI, um, even even LCA. Early, early, early on, he was definitely on it before it ripped out. And yeah, and so- MP. MP was another example where, you know, I, I talked about it, right? We were fans of it. And then we had, you know, the CEO on the show. And, you know, you had a chance to get in at a, a good price. 
you know, it has fallen back down. That's another one we'll be bringing back on, Mitch. I will say the last time I reached out to them, uh, because earnings are this week, I think we'll be able to bring them on after they report earnings. Um, you know, just there's always that line of the the week or two before earnings where nobody wants to necessarily say the wrong thing, you know, say those numbers before they report them. So now that these companies are reporting earnings this week, I, I think we're going to hear more uh, and these companies, you know, reach out for the interviews. Guys, that's going to do it for us. I do want to say stay tuned. Power Hour, Mitch, I, I know they're doing a special show today. Yes, Talk, yes. Talking OTC, right? So OTC we, we've, stocks, guys. We've seen stocks, you know, be hot this year. We've seen the momentum plays. But another area that's really picked up is OTC stocks. So they're going to be doing, you know, several interviews with CEOs of OTC companies. Uh, I think Spencer's going to be doing some of those interviews. You know, he he's one of the, uh, I'm not going to say the best because, you know, but he's one of he's one of the better interviewers that Benzinga has. He's been doing this for a long time. So shout out to Spencer and yeah, these OTC stocks. Stay tuned, Power Hour. Yeah, guys, uh, we got Tough, we got Hive, we got VSPGF, we got SYSX, and also you got Golden Matrix on power hour guys coming up next guys stay tuned this will get you right over there to that power hours no no you don't gotta go anywhere want to give thanks definitely thanks i love it love it guys definitely stay tuned carl up next just stick right here you don't gotta go anywhere yes That's stay here and then it. join us tomorrow and uh tops nft packs but guys don't go anywhere watch power hour yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, Chris could sell these packs right now for 10x. Um, I, I would probably yell at him and tell him to sell it for 10x, but he he feels that he wants to do it for the show. So give Chris some love. Let him know, guys, and we'll see you next time on the Specs. Bye, everyone. Bye.